Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The scripture reading for our meditation this morning is from the gospel lesson according to St. Matthew, and particularly verses 5 through 14. But as I begin today, what I'd like to do is I'm going to tell you three different stories, and I want you to try to see if you can see what the link is between all three stories. Because there's a reason that I'm going to start with three stories in a row. The first is of a little girl, maybe about two years old. She's playing in a room all by herself. Well, not all by herself. Her mother is just nearby keeping an eye on her. But she's playing there pretty much all by herself at what first seems to make no sense at all. But quickly it becomes very clear what she's doing. You see, it starts off with her grabbing her baby doll, just playing around with her here and there. And then the next thing you know, she grabs the stroller. Seems like a logical fit. So she puts the baby doll in the stroller and starts pushing her around. And then the last thing she grabs is a little purse. Well, really, it's a wallet. It's her mother's old wallet that has a little handle on it. But it's her purse because she so quickly and easily slings it right over her shoulder. With her little purse on her shoulder, she's pushing that little baby around all throughout the room. My question for you is, where do you think she learned to do all those things? Then the second story is of a young man, maybe about 16 years old, who's getting ready for school that day, and he's just about out the door when all of a sudden his mother stops him and says, what are you wearing? She says to him, she says, what is that shirt you're wearing and those pants? Where did you get those pants? I've never seen them before. And like most teenage boys, he kind of shrugs off what she says and just says, I love you, mom, and he keeps going right out the door. But where do you think he learned to wear those, clothing, those clothes? What do you think all the other kids at school are wearing? And the last story is of a man, maybe in about in his 50s. A man who his wife has never heard him say, almost, a, almost never heard him say a bad word in his life. Definitely never seemed to have heard him say a swear word. When suddenly all of a sudden the simplest thing, littlest thing happens at home. And the first word out of his mouth is a swear word, a cuss word that he's never said before. And as she searches her, her brain, trying to figure out where could he have he gotten this from, the only thing that she could think of is that recently he started playing basketball on Tuesday nights with some new guys. So where do you think he learned these new words from? All three of these stories have someone so very different from the other, and yet all three of these stories have someone who's influenced by someone else. Someone who's influenced to do something good, something bad, or maybe something just completely mundane and in between. But nonetheless, each one of these people are influenced by the others around them. And also, it doesn't matter how old they are. Whether they're 2 or 16 or 50 years old, they're all influenced by the things around them. Which is a very strong theme in our reading today. The fact that us today, we in this world today, are influenced by the things that are around us. But not just that. Specifically, the gospel lesson today tells us that we are influenced, impacted by the temptations that surround us. And it doesn't matter how old we are, whether we're 2, 16, 50, or even older than that. We are all influenced by the temptation we are surrounded by. And our scripture reading says today, For it is necessary that temptations come. Come. Meaning that temptation is ever 
present. Temptation is all around us. There's no avoiding it. Temptation will come to you. It will come to me. It will come to everyone here in this sanctuary today. It will come to everyone in this entire world, whether they realize it or not. Temptation will come. But you probably didn't need to come to church this morning to hear that, did you? Because unfortunately, you experience the effects of temptation every single day. And sometimes in the simplest of all places. Take, for example, just going to the grocery store. The first temptation is, when do you go to the grocery store? Do you go to the grocery store on Sunday instead of coming here to worship, to hear God's word and receive his sacrament? Or maybe you come to worship, but you go to the grocery store right after worship instead of going to Bible study. And then as you're on your way to the grocery store, you're tempted to covet all those beautiful houses you see along the way and to covet those nice, exquisite cars that drive right alongside you down the road. And then you get into the grocery store and it's full of people. People who you are also tempted to covet what they have, what they're wearing, maybe the families that they are with. Or maybe you're even tempted to lust after the person in the aisle next to you. And I didn't even mention yet the food. And I'm not just talking about the temptation of cookies and desserts and sweets, but the temptation to buy far more than we truly need or the temptation to buy all these things and not give any thanks to God back for all that he has blessed us to be able to buy. Now, I'm not saying we shouldn't go to the grocery store. That would be absurd. What I'm simply saying is that even in the simplest, most ordinary places of our lives, we are still surrounded by temptation. And Jesus has some rather strong words for temptation today. He said, woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. Woe, woe, watch out, beware to the one by whom temptation comes because it is a terribly horrible thing, terribly horrible to bring temptation into someone's life. So terrible, so horrible that Jesus follows those words by saying that that person deserves to have a millstone tied to his neck and drown in the depths of the sea. A millstone, a heavy, seriously heavy stone tied to their neck, a rather sensitive part of our body, and yet also a part of our body that controls just about everything we do. And thrown not on the side, the the beaches of the sea, but into the depths, the utterly unsearchable parts of the sea and left there to drown. It sounds rather harsh. But it only gets even more harsh if we continue with Jesus' words. Jesus said, if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. Rather harsh words. Not because Jesus is at all evil in himself, but rather harsh because that's the harsh words that Jesus has for sin and temptation. That is how much God cares for every little one of his own. That they be protected and they be loved and kept away from that sin and temptation. And so today we hear the words, see to it that not one of the little ones should perish. Woe to the one by whom temptation comes. And so on the one hand, we can take those words literally. Don't be the one who causes someone else to sin. Don't be the one who directly influences someone else to sin, whether you're aware of it or whether you're not. But we're also called today to do something far greater than that because God did something far greater than that. 
You see, God didn't say, well, I'm not the one who causes them to sin, so they're on their own. No, not in the least. God knew that we sinned. He saw that people in this world had sinned, and he did something so much greater, so much better than that. He sent his son into this world, his son who came into this world on a mission, a mission to seek and save the lost. His son who came into this world to save the one out of the 99. As we heard before, he has the 99 sheep all well and safe and good. And yet the one who went off lost and astray, he went off for that one. To seek even just that one who went astray. And Jesus does the same thing for you. You, each and every one of you, you, one out of the seven and a half billion people that we have in this world today, Jesus came for you personally and individually. One, each and every one of you, Jesus' little ones. He laid down his life for you. He laid down his life so that you would have life. He laid down his life so that you would not perish. Jesus came seeking out the lost and the astray like nobody else could. Showing a great love like nobody else could for you. And now you get to show his love to others. Now you get to go above and beyond to show that love to others, to seek out the others who are in temptation's way, to do what we can to show God's love to them. Which might mean that you go to your brother or your sister or your neighbor and you say, I know that you're facing temptation. I know that your eyes and your heart and your mind are tempted to these terrible things in this world. And let me sit down with you. Let me talk. Let me listen with you. Let me be right by your side so that you may not continue to fall into that temptation. Or maybe that relationship isn't there yet. So instead you do the one and only one thing you can do. You pray to God. You pray to God that your brother, your sister, your neighbor be led not in temptation but be delivered from evil. Delivered from evil by God who alone has the power and the ability to do that. And not just the power and the ability but the desire to seek and save every single little one. Today we have a command from our Lord. Take care of the little ones because temptation is ever present. It is all around us. Every single one of us, each and every one of us, the little ones of God. And we ought to do as Jesus did to see to it that not even one of the little ones should perish. Amen. And now may the peace of God which passes all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. And please stand as before we sing with our hearts together, we also confess our faith with the words of the Apostles' Creed.